Oh, hello, everyone. We are live. Welcome to Stories from the Earth. Um, I'm here today with Bobby, aka Smokey Fantastic. Um, and we are going to talk about herbs and tarot and lots of stuff. Um, Bobby is amazing and does lots of stuff. <laughs> So I'm really happy to have her here um, and super interested to hear um, how she got into herbs and tarot and music and, and everything else. Um, all of, um, I put a bunch of her links in the description of this video. So if you want to check out more Bobby, Bobby also has a podcast, which I love. I love your podcast. <laughs> so I've been listening to it. Um, so yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see. Don't think we have anyone yet joining us, but we all obviously have our tea. I love your cup. Oh, thank you. The the owls. I don't even remember where I got it from, um, but it is humongous and good for tea. Um, you, you know you're an herbalist when you like drink copious amounts of tea. <laughs> and you have like six, four tea, eight tea, four tea bags. I've got Tulsi and I've got turmeric in here. So. Nice. I've got some. I've got turmeric too. And I've, nice. I've got some hibiscus today. Ooh. Seems like a good day for a little citrus. Yeah. Kick. Um. All right. So, um, we'll just we'll just jump right into it. Um. Hold on one second. I say that and I'm like, hold on. Okay. All right, that's just in case um, we get any comments that don't like um, pop up for some reason on StreamYard because it can be weird. I'm on my YouTube as well, although there's a delay. There's a delay on YouTube, so if you're watching this, um, there may be a delay. But all right, so. Um, describe your work with plants and what what sparked this interest? What like how did this all start? How did this all start? Yes. Well, I was working as an environmentalist teaching people about renewable energy in New York City. I was in a group called the Green Circus. Yeah, it was super fun. We're doing theater, multimedia teaching. So we're teaching. Wow. Uh, not only we're teaching people about renewable energy, but we're also teaching people yoga and meditation because we thought all those things were going to uh, build solidarity and also to just connecting people to the earth and build solidarity. Um, and so through that, so here I am working in New York City, and we did the Green Circus about three, four years. Ran away with the circus. And, <laughs> you know, so I'm writing, directing, teaching. Um, and, and it got really good for us. We got a lot of gigs and stuff like that. Um, but then towards the end of my time in New York City, I kept going, wow, man, I'm working for the earth, but I don't really feel like I know her. And definitely just being in New York City, you know, I spent a lot of time in Prospect Park and a lot of time in Central Park. You're still not really getting your, right. you're not able to go as deep as you could. So when I left New York City, I moved back to Pittsburgh where I lived in the suburbs and had a yard. And for me, like having a yard is like, oh my God, it's like I'm living in the park, you know? But I had asked, I said, okay, well, I asked Mother Nature. I said, I, I want to go deeper with you and I want to learn more. And so about a, a year after of living in Pittsburgh, and, and, and as you guys may know or may not know, but I'm also um, a psychic in a media, right? And so after a year yeah. of living in Pittsburgh, I started to um, grow my own food and to um, experiment with permaculture and stuff like that. 
and just fall in love with nature. Just everything about it was just an act of falling in love, like growing sprouts and seeing my sprouts grow pea sprouts. And so I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I grew something. That is so God. cute. Yeah, just stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. This made me so happy and gave me so much joy, you know. But um, so, you know, so I had that connection that was starting to happen. And then, you know, about a year or a year and a half into it, um, one day I walked through my yard and this other plant was growing that I had never seen before. And it said, hi, you can eat me. Ooh. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, you, I've never seen you in the yard before. You look like a weed. <laughs> You're saying that you can eat me. Okay. And so I just, I go inside and I just kind of like, and I was a little bit like, that plant just said that you can eat me, you know? And so I go inside and I kind of forget about it. And then, and and stuff like this happens to me all the time. So that's why I just kind of forget about it. I just have to put it on the side of my brain because there's so many things going on. So then I um, I look online and someone is writing about um, this invasive plant that it's called, um, otherwise called mustard greens or something like that. Okay. That, oh yeah, take it out of the yards and, and this, that, and the other, oh, you gotta get rid of that plant. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's the plant that said that I should eat it. So I did research on it and it was like, oh yeah, if you eat this, you could get like all the all the, the, the medicine, all the food, all the vitamins are, are in this plants growing in the yard. So I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And so that was one of my first um, wow. plant communications that had happened. Um, that was just direct and what I call um, very clear telepathic communications. And most plants that I'm speaking with are really clear on the telepathy. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so that was the first one. And then after that, I started really getting into foraging. And I had a, um, a teacher, her name is Brooke Smokelin, and she's an amazing, um, we went on wild walks and stuff, and she started introducing me to the plants. And the first plant that she introduced me to was motherwort. And with motherwort, I had an amazing experience. Um, we sat down and we prayed to the plant, and, we, and when we prayed to, prayed to the plant, I, there was this merging that happened, and she began to speak to me just so very clearly. It was like somebody giving you a big hug. And I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. She said, you're going to meet so many other plant friends, plant families. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm like crying though, like, what's going on? <laughs> and so I go, yeah, it's amazing. So I go home and I start, we harvest the plants, you know, and I go home and I started to um, clean it. And as I'm like, have the leaves in my hand, I started to really feel the vibration of the plant and really feel high, right? And so I'm like, whoa, this is so different than what, I didn't even put it in my body yet. Right. Right? That, that was a, yeah. Yeah, all from just, yeah, you didn't even like, yeah, wow. Yeah, and so, I, so I'm like feeling it and so that's, you know, so those are the kind of the beginner plants that I started to get involved with on a, in a spiritual way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, so like, yeah, I, you know, when I went to, when I started going to herb school, you know, I've heard people as, you know, we're talking and some people were like, yeah, you know, I can speak to plants and everything else. Um, for me, like the connection is, more subtle like in that respect um but um i do feel like i there's um some sort of communication happening you know between me and and the plant um so that's an that's an amazing story you, you were really like you know it really like came like really strong like you couldn't ignore this 
um, thing that was happening to you. They're like, yeah, we're going to talk to you. You know, we're just going to, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I feel like the plant world speaks to me more clearly than the other telepathic communications that I have. Plants are very, very clear um, with what they have to say and what their intentions are. Um, whereas other things that I communicate with have uh, either, so, you know, are more empathic and have an emotional thing like animals, you know, domestic animals are more like you know, dogs, for example, or more empathetic, you know, and they'll tell you, oh, I feel like this or that because they're living with humans. So they learn to be more empathetic, right? But plants are very sovereign in how they speak. They're very, um, they, they know who they are and what they're what they're doing and what they're here for, you know? Um, but they also have, um, they're very happy to interact. So even if you can't hear them, if you interact with them, they do feel your vibration. Yeah. I got an echo. I don't know why it's echoing. Can you hear that? No. Okay. Um, so my, um, I just want to say hello to my friend Heather, who is here watching. Hi, Heather. She says hi. Um, and I just want to say if anyone else um, is with us, if you have a question for Bobby, just um, put it uh, in bold in the chat. And I'll just, um, I'm going to save them all to the end and we'll just ask them. So, um, but welcome everyone who is here. Um, so I, I was born in New York. So, and I, yeah, and I lived um, in Brooklyn. My parents are from New York till I was nine and we moved uh, here. So I, we lived um, right, you know, a couple blocks from Prospect Park. I, yeah, I believe that. Because we were in Brooklyn. So um, I know that park and I, and I, I can understand, like it is, I can definitely understand what you're talking about, like how like you can get connection there, but you have so much city around you that it's muted. Whereas like when you come out here, you know, or my parents move me like outside of Weaverville, which is, um, uh, we are both in Asheville. So like, it's, it's still a very green city. Like there's still plenty of wonderful, like greenness here. Um, but when you even go farther out, it's just like, you know, it's like the biggest thing there. It's just this, this nature, this, this green, like, it's just like, you're in like a different, a different world. Um, and, um, you know, I just, I just remember it was very impactful when I, to me, when I moved here and, wow. and, and um, yeah, it was quite, quite a change. Um, but um, once I, but I acclimated really quickly and then I just, I just can't, I just fell in love, you know, it's just like, you know, we had this huge like oak tree outside, like my window and it was humongous. And, and I remember when it died and we cut it down um, by the stump, all this mugwort grew up and it was just such a bad, I mean, like, it felt like that was such like a guardian tree and like then the mugwort is just so like, I, I love my word. I find it very, um, you know, just a magical plant. Um, and um, so, but anyways, that was very special. And I was very sad when, um, when my parents like had to, they, well, anyway, they moved to Texas to be grandparents, which is very important to them. But I was like, the I was like, I don't care. I just, you know, I wish I could have like the land, like really like, I don't know. I got. I really got connected with that piece of land. Um, so, but yeah, that that is an amazing that is an amazing story of how you came to start studying and working with plants. Yeah, it's really intuitive, and I love the mugwort too. That's one of my favorites. Mm. Yeah, I. I um, that's one of the first ones that I started just sort of drying. And when I found it, you can make smudge sticks with it. I was like, oh, and then I started like, you know, just seeing it everywhere. Of course, of course, once you start knowing where these plants are, you're gonna see them everywhere. And right. you know, they're just all over. There's like, 
a ton of people just grow echinacea in their garden for like an ornamental but it's just everywhere here in town and and you're just like and then i was talking to a friend of mine today and she's like oh i have some lung issues and and you know and i was like well and then we were just right by this tall like Mullen and I was like, yeah, you can use this mullen here, <laughs> you know. And I was like, this is the plant. And anyway, yes. it was just, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, um, so, so you're talking about you were talking about like um, communicating with plants, mm -hmm. um, and. So, and you're mentioning that um, you did something called plant spirit medicine. So I was wondering if you could like elaborate more about what that is and like what you do with that, <laughs> or like um, what it is, and then like um, is this something like people come to you for, you know, assistance with or. Yeah, when it, when it comes to a plant spirit medicine, it's really intuitive. Um, I usually am working in that realm when I'm doing fairy stuff. So I do fairy right. attunements. And the fairy attunements are a way to connect with the earth. And so usually it's it's it kind of, you know, comes into play when I'm in the fairy realm doing fairy work. Okay. Um, or you know whenever you know if i'm working with somebody who is working working with the earth then those beings will come through to 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 work to work with them um but the way it works is that or the way i've been synthesizing it right now is understanding the direct communication from the plant spiritually and the medicine that it has to give you on a spiritual level and the physical level spiritual emotional physical level right so it's more multi-dimensional so it's not just the physical right and also these um these plants also have a lore so um mugwort for example so we may know that it will help you with your your dreams or help you become lucid in your dream state. Um, we know what it does with you for you physically, but it also is a protector plant. So that's why you can make smudges out of it and smudge it around your home, right? Because it's a protector plant. So isn't it interesting that it helps you in your dreams, but it's also a protector plant. So that means that when you're going in your dreams, this plant is protecting you when you're going into the astral plane which is really important for you not to be wide open, right? So it's kind of like a classroom. So you're going to the astral plane in the mugwort classroom where everything is contained mm. by the mugwort and you can see what's going on and be awake to what's going on by the mugwort, right? Where if you just went into the astral plane by yourself, you would be not so much guided Okay, well, I'm not saying that you wouldn't be guided, but here you're right. guided. Here you're guided, right, by this yeah. plant that's going. Okay, I'm going to hold space for you here. I'm going to hold sacred space for you here to show you more about yourself. As a, a lot of the plants do that, right? A lot of plants are going to show you more about yourself and what's going on with you. So it can do that physically if you physically put it in your body with plant spirit communication once again you can merge with the plant without having to put it in your body and sometimes that's necessary depending on um, your level of sensitivity to the plant so somebody might be um might be sensitive enough or they might be allergic to poison ivy but yet Poison ivy is a protector plant. It protects all the other plants growing underneath it. So it's really important to understand what that plant is. And if you merge with poison ivy <laughs> without putting it on you, right? Right. Then you've got this protector plant helping you. So, for example, if you had a creative project that 
you were working on that you didn't want to get distracted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So this is not like a scary protection, like I'm scared of people, but this is just a plain old, like I don't want to be distracted. I'm just working on this thing. I got a lot of distractions. I'm going to merge with the poison ivy so that I can grow what I'm working on underneath it. Okay. Nice. Okay, that's cool. Right? Yeah. If there are distractions, then I'll just, it'll feel like I can repel it. (laughs) Right? Or won't come near it. I definitely like um, that. I, I, you know, I, um, I'd say with my ADD, I could definitely see the value in um, working with a plant like that, you know, because, because some days, you know, I can focus in, and some days it's like everything else. And it's just all over the place but some days that's good you want that you know you can you know you um that's useful you know to be able to sort of go everywhere and you know bring everything back together um but some days you're like i just need to go and do this thing and um so but i have um you know i i, I myself have been working with plants for many years but i have and I know, and I, this is something I love about the plants is that they work on multi dimensions. You know, you, you have the mind, you have the body, you have this uh, spirit area, um, but it's not something that I've really um, dived that deep in, into. Um, I've got, I have it with me? Yeah, I've got this one here, which you probably have heard of. Yes, the illustrated herbiary, and and that's what I love about this book, um, because it does speak a little bit to that, and you have like little rituals and little meditations and stuff that you know um, talks about this other aspect of these these plants, um, you know, and it just touches on a tiny bit of the herbal physical, but um, and um, but. Um, But I never have like really into your describing what you're describing really thought about it like that, and that is that's fantastic. It's a wonderful way of and another aspect of healing that plants bring. So that's right. yeah. So they bring their spirit and their lore, and it's you know it's the same with you know when I when I got the information about poison ivy, it was so interesting. Once again, it's you know it's kind of how that that world works. When I got that information about poison ivy. I was walking down the street and I saw it and I'm like, oh, there's poison ivy. And I started to think about, there was a time in my life where I was thinking about boundaries a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was going, and how to assert healthy boundaries. And then I saw (laughs) the plants. You're like, (laughs) I was like, oh, oh." okay, thank you. And uh, and then a friend of mine who does a the radio show um, does a radio show for um, Asheville FM. Seriously, like an hour after that, was like, "Can you talk on? I'm doing a show about poison ivy. Can you talk?" Oh my gosh! No way. <laughs> okay. Cause, yeah, cause the, I, I have to do it now because the plant just talked to me. We're just having a convo about boundaries. So let's do it. Okay. Yeah, this is a right. Yeah. Very, very um, synchronistic, right? Very, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I had heard that about poison ivy before, um, that like it is a, you know, it's used as um, to protect disturbed areas. Yeah. Um, but that's as far as like I, went with it, you know, um, but, you know, I mean, I think the concept of healthy boundaries is, is, is very important. So that's, um, yeah, very important. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and then it just goes back to like, even like, um, some of the plants that are considered by a large amount of people, not very useful. 
you know, and especially like poison ivy, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get like a rash and, you know, and, and my friend used to get like big blisters and, you know, some people are very allergic and, and you think, whoa, that's not any use. But, but I think, I mean, and I definitely feel like all plants have a use. So, um, yes. you know, you just don't want to be like, no, that's just, just a weed because, you know, um, I mean, even it's just a flower that looks really pretty to us, you know, has some use for some insect or something, you know, it has some use, um, if it, even if it's not like a medicinal, but so. Right, it's all alive. Yeah. It's alive. Yeah. It's, it's multidimensional and the earth is a, it's like a, the cool thing about it, it's like a library of information. There's so much information and you're always learning. Yeah. Always a new plant. There's always a new something. There, there is because like um, I, I went up to my friend Ellen's land where I do most of my well crafting on and I was, I was going to get some mugwort to make some infused oils and she had her, the mugwort had took, taken over her garden. So she had, um, which I loved, I was like, this is perfect. I need like, I mean, I don't see the issue here, you know? <laughs> um, she's got a rather large garden. So she had, she had tarped it, but there was some mugwort on the side still. So I was like, okay, there's gonna be some mugwort. But I did, when I got there, there, there wasn't any, there wasn't any really, it was, it just looked like it. And, and because of all the rain this year, I'd gotten to things a lot later. So um, anyway, so it just, it just wasn't in the best shape to make oil from, and there wasn't a lot of it. So I was like, okay, but what was on the hill was yarrow. And I hadn't really worked with yarrow before. You know, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to get some yarrow. I'm going to make some oil. I'm going to dry some. And so I'm like, okay, that's the plan I'm using. You know, I mean, I still have some mugwort oil, so it's not like, you know, I've got mugwort smudge sticks from last year. I've got some mugwort. Like, um, so, yeah. And I'm going to just say hi to Sonia. Hello. for Hello, Sonia. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Um, and Heather says, her comment was, oh, oh, fairies, wonderful. Heather loves fairies. So just on a note. Uh, and then Sonia says, we have one plant that we call coffee plant. It stinks and it is invasive and it can kill livestock. If they eat it, I can't find any use for it. Hmm. Well, I mean, there are some that are, that are definitely, yeah, I'm, uh, But I'm sure there is still a use. Yeah, it, it could be something that's um, more of a spiritual use. Um, you could research the plant and ask, what is the magical meaning behind this plant? And you could find out the story that goes with the plant because it might help you in some aspect of your life or you might be able to use it. There's, there's always a reason why um, the plants that grow around you are growing around you. Yeah. And so it's good to kind of investigate and find out who your plant neighbors are and why they're there and who they are. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, if you, yeah, if you can, Sonia, just to get some more research, if, you know, and sometimes um, I would see if you can find out the Latin name for the plant, because that's a, as you know, it's probably a common name and that would probably help you with more information if, if possible. I mean, I think we're still sort of at the beginning of some of this research. Um, and I know that there's a lot more that has been done in other countries. Our country is, you know, doesn't do a lot of it. Um, and you could possibly look up, if you want to look up studies, if you can find the, the Latin name of the plant, then look up studies, you can go to PubMed, Med, Med and they have all of the studies that have been done in all the countries on pretty much like the internal use of the plant. So anyway, I digress, but you know, <laughs> um, so then maybe that's some more ideas for you. Um, uh, yeah, when I was in Texas visiting my parents, um, there was a ton of cleavers. So, and, and it's um, in Texas, 
you know, has has a spring. I was in there for the spring. So you can, I found some chickweed and cleavers. And um, so I was thinking, hmm, maybe people in Texas need some lymph action going on, you know, and, um, but that's, that was my thought that I kept thinking because, you know, um, uh, some of these plants that grow in more wetter climates were there even in, in Texas, in the desert, so. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I, um, I really love the yarrow. I love, I love all the plants that grow through the cracks. Of the yeah. Plant. If you see them on the street and they're growing through the cracks of the mm -hmm. pavement, they're so strong, you know, and they just take over. They're like, we don't care if, you know, put concrete down, we're going to just grow through that. Yeah. Like the, you know, the dandelions and the, mm -hmm. I mean, there's uh mugwort is one of them, dandelions. Mullen. Um, Mullen. Yeah, I saw that growing through the pavement. Every, yes. Everywhere. Yeah, um, Sonia says I've been looking, trying to get some information. Okay, well, if I um, if I find out any from any information, um, I will let you know as well. So, because I have not heard about uh, that, uh, I've not heard of that, of that plant. But yeah, we'll keep trying. <laughs> it's probably out there somewhere, but some of them are harder to find. Um, you know, some of the less common ones, or the less like because I think you're she's not here in our area. So, um, and I remember when um, I have an herbal book club and we were doing book club and someone's like, what is this plant? Um, and um, it was a, it was a bush that livestock used, they ate it, right? It was, or they used it, it was a sheep, sheep and they used it to shelter under, but it didn't grow in this country. So, and she was from, I like Ireland. So she was like, what is this plant? And we went on this whole like journey and I was like, oh, it doesn't grow here, but cool. So, um, so you just, um, I think all the plants grow here because they're so biodiverse, but it's not true. Just most of them. <laughs> um, all right. So I was going to ask how you learn plant spirit medicine, but I think you might have sort of answered that question. Um, and it, it just by the plants talking to you. Yep. Um, I learned plant spirit medicine by the plants talking to me. Basically, they tell me um, who they are, what they're doing. They're very clear teachers. Um, yeah, and it's an ongoing, you know, process. Yeah, I, the, the rewards are that I get to connect to the earth more. Um, it's the confirmation that we're all connected constantly. Um, and also, too, I really feel like ancient people, I feel like everyone has the ability to do this on, certain, on, on some level. Um, but I feel like ancient people must have did this. Mm -hmm. How else would they know what plants to eat and what plants for medicine? Unless right. the plants were communicating with them. Or they did a, a lot of awful trial and error. So I like the idea of plants communicating better than all oh, this person so. um, didn't get sick from this plant, so we're not gonna use it. <laughs> you know, like um right so yeah and it's just definitely when you i feel like when i'm working with plants i feel like it's just not anything new it feels very old yeah so it's just like hey this seems very old very familiar and on some level like um which is something that i really love about about herbs and working with them. so yeah um so, um, I have someone here saying, where's oh. some, I have someone here saying, where's the wheatgrass? I where's have the what? Wheatgrass. <laughs> where's the wheatgrass? Yeah. On my Instagram. I had some, I had some, uh, wheatgrass this morning. I love wheatgrass. It's very good. Oh, it's very good. You have to make sure that 
that when you eat it, that it's um, fresh and it's organic and, and it won't be so bitter. Usually it's, it's sweet. When you, it's sometimes it can be bitter and, and sometimes it's hard on your stomach. That's if it's moldy, if it's like that. Other than that, other than that, we guess it's, it's a cell cleaner and also a cell builder at the same time. So it's very, very good. I, I mean, I would agree. For me, though, I, um, it's, uh, I have like a wheat sensitivity, so I, it's not right for me. But yeah, definitely. And and I, um, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty awesome. So, and I can imagine it's pretty strong because <laughs> I see those little tiny green shots people have, and it's just like. <laughs> You know. um, I, I sometimes I can smell wheatgrass, like, you know, like a block away. I'm like, oh, there's wheatgrass. And, woo. woo, yeah, yeah. But I'm just a fan of that, you know, strong stuff. So yeah. sometimes I, you need it. Sometimes you need it. And these days, why not? You know, do what you can. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, Heather, wheatgrass shots, question mark. <laughs> yeah, we went on a wheatgrass tangent. I don't know. Heather likes to um she's a member of my herbal book club so we chat a lot but she loves to make um you know like herbal like uh, food slash medicine stuff and um she'll every time we come across something like new recipe she'll make it and um what did we make we made a oh my gosh i can't remember um Oh no, we really changed the day. I don't know if I can find it. Heather, what did we make? <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm going to try to stay on tab. All right, let's try to stay focused. Anyway, we made something, and I it was an herbal preparation that I've never heard of. It's like honey and oh my gosh, I'm blinking. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Heather's like, can you eat wheatgrass with some of the same benefits? I don't have a juicer. Um, it's it's hard to it's it's hard to um it's hard to eat wheatgrass, but I mean, why not? I put it on a salad. I was. <laughs> oh, it was a switchel. A switchel. That's what we made. S T S W I T C H E L. That was this herbal drink called a switchel um and i yeah and i was like i've never heard of that um heather what what did it have in it because i am like totally blinking right now because it <sighs> smiley face <laughs> um What? Now this one might be hard. So to pick one, you did mention a couple. So what is your favorite herbs or herbs uh, to work with? Or like, are you working with something right now specifically that you're really excited about? Um, or do you have some that you feel like you just always have like an affinity for and have just sort of been with you um, for, for a while that you just, um, yeah, I work, well, let's see. Yeah, I mean, there's so many plants that I'm working with all the time. And like, as just even psychically, as you say that, the plants are like, me, talk about me, talk about me. Yeah, I know. Come on. But um, the one that I've, I've taken evening primrose for years, wow. and it's helped me so much as a woman. Um, I remember someone told me to take it um, and it took me five years before I finally took it, but it changed my life totally because I didn't have, um, my periods were like 
so short, like just three days. They came right on time. I didn't have cramps. I didn't have, um, you know, PMS, evening primrose. Okay. And I've taken that for years and years. I'm still taking that. It's amazing. It makes your skin look great. Um, and you know, I, yeah, I just, I got tired of having, having PMS also didn't have cramps anymore. So, wow. Yeah. Yay. Wow. Yeah. Yay. Eating primrose. And just, just like I said, somebody told me to take it. I remember this woman told me to take it because I said, oh, I'm having PMS. And she said, girl, take the evening primrose. And you did. I did five years later, but <laughs> after she like that, yeah, take, take some people tell me to take stuff. Listen. Well, you know, it's not like, I mean, we're not, we're still very like, it's still very unusual. I think for us to think about taking a plant like for medicine, I think for a lot of us, it's still like not, I mean, I feel like it should be the first thing we're grabbing. Um, but like, we're still, we still got that because we grew up with what, you know, the predominantly, you know, you take a, you go to the doctor, take a pill. Um, and maybe not for everyone, because I, I think people are, you know, maybe more fortunate to grow up and more, um, have more of an herbal tradition in their family. Right. Um, but I, but I think that, um, I think it's, it's a bit odd <laughs> for a lot of, a lot of people. Um, and, and, um, perhaps, um, I know for my, why I did grow up, my mom was always like, take the, you know, I did grow up with, you know, taking echinacea and, and, um, you know, so, um, I was a little more familiar with, um, the, the concept. Um, I don't know if this is, um, so I can I can see why maybe it, it took you a bit to decide to do that. Yeah, um, that might not be the reason. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know what? I I totally think that this is one of the reasons why um, herbalism is so dynamic in changing the world. It is dynamic in creating solidarity, and we need medicine right now. <laughs> Like no, yeah. So it's and and the earth is abundant in it, and so this is counterculture to what's going on, especially right now. Yeah, it's counterculture. Like we can't even say, and you know what's going on with the herbs, and say you know certain other words that could be very helpful for certain people. <laughs> right now, we can't even say it right now. Or we would be, you know, taken off YouTube when we're talking about herbs. So the herbs are so counterculture, but yeah. they're so powerful. They're so dynamic. They're going to be so much in need. Yeah. And it's exactly what we're needing right now is earth connection on, on all levels to heal our bodies, to heal our souls to heal each other, to connect to each other. We need this so bad. So it's really important for us to wake up to this and for, for people to become really, to herbalism to become, and it will become, so super cool for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really, you know, I would really love for it to, you know, I mean, I, um, so I used to work in the supplement department of a, of a grocery store, um, you know, and, and we were always like sort of treated like the weird department, you know, and, and, um, I mean, it was a health food grocery store, but, um, you know, and, um, I just, um, and I would like for herbalism to be 
more accepted and more like integrated in a way where like it's because you know you have your western medicine which is really good if you need like surgery if you need like someone to look inside you and see what's going on um in a way where we have all these like diagnostic tools um but you need i feel like where herbalism comes in is all that supportive stuff and all that preventative medicine so that you won't need the surgery most of the time you won't need you won't get to the point where you have to take the pharmaceutical but it is also nice that it is there so i feel like we're missing like a whole important chunk of our health care um and i'd love for it to be more mainstream but not to the detriment of what herbalism is you know and i i just well i think really love that a lot of it has to do with how we look at where we are with fear, with um, the fear and lack mentality and that's just that it comes from the mentality that we are not enough and we don't have enough and therefore um we're not worthy of certain things so because i've talked to certain herbalists who will not tell certain information because they don't want people eating up all the mugwort or whatever and it's like you can't you can't you can't eat all of, i i have seen like soccer fields full like a carpet of mugwort they just mow it but it's yeah. mugwort i literally like oh my gosh you, you cannot right exactly the earth is abundant and there's so much for us and we don't even have to have that much medicine or food once you when you eat wild food you only need a little bit and all of a sudden you're you're filled up so it's like you don't need a lot like you know here in our society you think that you think you need all of this stuff in order to um, thrive and survive. And that that is a, a lack mentality. That is group think. That's not um, sovereign thinking or thinking, okay, what do I truly need for my body? It's going to be different than other what other people need. Right. It's going to be just as diverse as all of the plants that we have here. We are just as diverse. And when we are in alignment to what was really truly needed for ourselves, then we see that there is enough. We have enough. There is medicine. So it's just, you know, it's a it's a really interesting, you know, times that we're living in. Yeah. And the herbalist, please share your your information with people, your supervisors, yeah. and we need you. <laughs> Well, I mean, part of the reason I'm doing this is sort of trying to, like, I feel like, you know, is to have this dialogue with herbalism, herbalists and to, you know, to to sort of take off some of the the mystery and to have this conversation about plants and 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 just include more more people in it. Um, you know, and, and, you know, also like, there's many ways to be an herbalist. There's many ways to, to be involved in the, in the, the plant world and, and all that stuff. And I, um, I just think it's really important. And I, uh, to have, to have this nice, um, op open, like it doesn't need to be closed and gated. It, it's, you know, it needs to be open for everybody to share, I think. Um, yeah. And I, and I mean, I can understand why it's closed and dated. It's because people, people don't know how to act. You know, yeah. people, people don't respect the earth. And, you know, even right now with, you know, the seed sovereignty movement, they're, you know, doing genetic, you know, stuff to the seeds that we have. That's not a respect to no. the planet. That's like, okay, let's just make this, you know, Science. Let's let's do some science on this and make this what how we need it to be, instead of co-creating with what is actually happening. Right. So, you know, yeah, I can understand. I can understand that, but it is the herbalists and it's the people who are working with the earth who know how to interact with it, um, and so that also needs to be taught as, yes. as well. So it's not just okay, here are the herbs, but it's how do we interact with this herb. Right. How do we interact with the planet? I don't think we're we're taught that. We're we're not. I think people and a lot of people are looking to learn that because they're like something's going on with 
how I'm feeling, but I don't quite know. And I'm just sort of reaching out and trying to, you know, see what it explore what it what it might be. <laughs> um, so Heather says that a switchel is vinegar, water, honey, mint, ginger, and strawberries. Ooh. And there's different kinds. There's different recipes. Um, so, and it was now I remember. So this is our book we're reading for Herbal Book Club. Um, it's a Weed Wife's Remedy, um, and then we're reading the mint section. So, and um, which is which is was quite raucous. We had a good time with with our friend Mint. So um, that sounds really good. That sounds healthy too. What is it again? It's strawberry. So, yeah, it's um, vinegar, water, honey, mint, ginger, and strawberries. It's the recipe that Heather made, and it's like a nice, like, cooling summer thing, you know? Like, and it looked really delicious. Um, she said it was really yummy, but I had never. I was like, I thought I'd heard of all the herbal preparations and stuff you can make, and no, no, because. Um, this Kiva, I think that's her name. Um, she 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 lives in New Mexico, and she really has like she has just some different plants there that we don't have here. Um, so there's a lot. It's been really an interesting read um, because she has got like a just a slightly different uh, perspective on um, on herbs and herbalism. The herbs she uses are some somewhat different, and um, so yeah it's it's cool it was it was it's, i mean i like learning about this stuff and i was just like whoa okay um you know and she uses river mint i'm like well i've never you know used heard of river mint but makes sense that there's a mint that grows in the by the river and there's so many different mints and we just i mean um i think the most surprising thing was like you know you think about mint and it's so common but yet it was just there was so much to dig into on this subject of just this little plant um, that everybody knows about. So anyway, but it's a good book. It, you you may have heard of, I mean, she does the Medicines for the Earth Conference. I believe it's in Durango, Colorado. Um, but I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's really, really cool. So, um, and I'm usually reading like, hmm? Oh, I'm usually reading like, you know, Susan Weed and, um, you know, like, uh, from authors who live in more of a region that's a plant region that's closer to the ones that I inhabit. So um, it's, it's just interesting to hear about the desert stuff. Oh, <laughs> but um, they're going on about. Oh, so Heather wants to know how you took your evening primrose. Do you use a tincture or a supplement or um, like what form of evening primrose did you use when you're taking that? Um, as far as evening primrose goes, I use both. I use a supplement. Um, I also use my friend Eliza Rose, who's amazing. I don't know Eliza. No. She, yeah, she just made me um, it's really great. It has evening primrose, motherwort in it, um, a little St. John's wort. Um, so that's a, that's in a tincture, and I okay. I take that and the supplements. Okay. But yeah, if you're if you're a lady, if you're if you're a lady, <laughs> no, if you're well, if you're if you're female or or. You got the, I know how to say things. You got the female parts. Look, if you got female parts, <laughs> take the evening primrose. Or if you don't, and you know somebody who does, and they're suffering from um, EMS or, or cramps and stuff like that, and that's causing because because someone else is suffering can cause you suffering too. So so you know, say hey, babe. Yeah, evening primrose. I, I care about you. I care about you. I want you to feel good. Because when That's you right. feel good, I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and all it takes is that little plant. Those little plants. Little plant. 
beautiful prompt. Um, language, really. Oh, hello, the crafting weed wife. Hello, welcome. You have missed a bunch, but um, this will. Be this usually takes like 24 hours to show back up on YouTube. Um, so, but it will be back up tomorrow and you can re-watch what you missed. Um, so, but thanks for joining us. Um, this, yeah, this will be back up. I'm telling you, I have uh, Instagram here too. This will be oh, back cool. on YouTube. Yay. Yeah, it'll be back up on YouTube. Um, yeah. Um, the Crafting Weave Wife says, Clary Sage is awesome for female parts too, especially during menopause. Clary Sage, yes, yes. I only, I only, I'm familiar with it through the essential, um, oil. Um, that's, but I haven't really worked with it in any other kind of way. So, um, but I do like the smell. <laughs> So there's so many plants. There's just so many. Yeah, um, we love the plants. Um. So do you have do you have a like a favorite herbal book? Um. Um. Or like a good herbal book that you'd recommend for people who are starting their journey or um just a really good reference that you um, like to use yeah the, uh, the book that i was going to bring up to you guys was the um the spirit of plants by elliot Cobbin. and so that with that plant it does teach you you know i mean that plant that book most plants same thing yeah um, it that book teaches you how to merge with plants and how to look at plants in a spiritual way so okay. It's definitely all focused on that. So check check that out. Um, and it's it's a bit shamanic, um, which we like. So check check that out. And it's called the Spirit of Plants. Spirit of Plants. That was a real inspiration when I started to do plant communication. It was just kind of like a confirmation book because I was already doing all the stuff but it just kind of had a confirm you know it was a confirmation and then it also had you know kind of, he has his own language so he puts that's cool together the synthesis of everything okay and who who is that by again elliot cohen okay elliot and was the last name is spelled c-o-w-a-n all right, awesome. So I will put up the link to that in the description, like once this has, um, so be tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, so y'all could check that out. That's really interesting because I don't have any books on that. And, um, and it's just something, like I said, it was just some, um, you know, I was excited to talk to Bobby about this subject because it's not something that I have dove into. So um, yeah, I think that would be really, really great to way to start um so what what inspires your herbalism like what hmm what do you get excited about with um um i just love the plants i just I'm just a fairy, you know, I, I get excited. And when I see plants growing now, and I just have to say that, um, in the beginning, I, I was experiencing like when I was a kid. Okay. I was experiencing plant communication. But I did, it was so intense for me. And it's still, it's, I'm so sensitive. It's very intense for me. When I go out, you know, butterflies are like looking at me in my face and like going like that, you know? Um, and probably some of you have experienced this as well. Um, or, and so when I was a kid, I kind of was like scared to come outside. 
Oh. No, because I was like, every time I come outside, there's a butterfly or something that's on so me. There's a lot of activity. Yeah. And nobody else knows about this except for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because, of course, when you're young, how do you express as well? Like, that might be yeah. the language. Yeah, so everyone else is kind of like, la, 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 la. And I'm kind of like, whoa, did you <laughs> yeah. see that big bug? Or did you see that thing just happen over there with that plant? You know what I mean? So as I grew up, I started to just not look, you know? So now it's kind of like reawakening and going, oh, okay, yeah, this is um, this is cool. And, and living here, which is kind of like living in, in Jurassic Park or ancient, <laughs> the ancient world, and also living in paradise, rainforest at the same time, there's constantly new creatures to see and everything is exciting and inspiring. New plants, new bugs, new like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just turned on. I know. I just go outside and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know and I, I'm always like looking and you know, even when I'm driving on the highway, I'm like, oh, you know, there's a, there's all, ooh, there's a button over there and there's a van over there. There's a, and then, you know, and it's just, um, yeah. I was in the car. I'll, t I'll tell you one quick story, and then I got then I got a rush because I got to, I'm about to go teach art class. But there's there was I was in the car with my friend, and we were talking about psychic stuff, and I, I just and I, we had just met, okay? So we're in the car, and, and uh, I'm trying to tell him about myself. He's tell me about yourself. Tell me about the whole psychic world and stuff like that. And then he goes, "So what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you?" And I um, mean, he had a jeep, and so it had open in the top. And we're, um, traveling back from Barnardsville and this huge dragonfly comes into the car and lands on my knee and I'm like oh <laughs> and it had these green fluorescent eyes and it's just looking at me and I'm trying to act normal because I don't really know this person right and but the whole thing wasn't normal no, and I felt like that's this is definitely something from the fairy world, and I'm looking at it, and this eyes are so fluorescent green. I'm just like, oh my god, oh my gosh, and it, it just stayed there on my knee to the point where I screamed because I just couldn't handle it anymore. Right, so I'm just like, oh, okay, Like, what are you trying to say, fairy world? I'm trying to say hello. Hello, big time. Hello, big time. <laughs> big fluorescent eyes. Wow. Yeah, we live in this beautiful rainforest that has so many magnificent creatures. It's so divine and, yeah, a blessing every time. Um, Heather says that's because you look like a butterfly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, I mean, so perhaps we can have you on again because we didn't even get to talk about tarot, which no, is a whole about tarot. another awesomeness um, topic. Bobby also reads tarot. She's a medium. She does music. She's a DJ. Um, so um, I've got all the links in the description. Um, so please check out all of her links, um, her podcast, and um, which is amazing. Um, it's this wonderful like flow of conversation, and you just get swept up in it, and you just—it's just wonderful. I can stop listening, um, or you know, just. Um, yeah, it's one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Um, hey, that's yeah, awesome. no, I, yeah. I, I, I really loved it. Uh, and um, um, so, yeah, so maybe we'll have you back to talk about tarot and music or anything else. Um, 
Um, and um, and I want to thank everyone for joining us on this herbal ramble, um, talking about herbs, and um, and we will be back. Um, Pretty much the first and second Tuesday of the month, so we'll back back at 1 p.m. Oh my gosh, when is it? Oh gosh, it's gonna be the 18th. Um, so look look for that. Um, and um, yeah, so um, I hope everyone has an awesome day. And bye. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Oh, ah, Bobby, I lost you. Uh oh. Okay, it's just me. <laughs> um, well, I was hoping to. Okay, it's one of those days, y'all. So. Um, I'm going to thank everyone for coming again and, um, I will have information up on who's going to be the next guest and I'm going to stop rambling because that's what type of day it is. Um, and all right. Bye guys. <laughs>